Hey, this is Pastor Rima, and you are listening to Real Talk. Praise the Lord and God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of Real Talk. We have in the room uh, the Bonilla family. Yeah. John and Tiffany Bonilla. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. They are an awesome young couple. And I, I, I am so excited to be able to explore some of their experiences uh, living for God as millennials and also. Uh, being a new family. Uh, we want to dig into all of that and kind of give some snippets. Maybe some of you that are listening that aspire to get married and have kids can kind of uh, pick up on some things that uh, they've been through or they uh, have done to uh, secure their relationship and also take it to the next level in expanding their family. And uh, thank you so much to Benia family for being on Real Talk. Thank you for having us. It's an honor to be here with you. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourselves, where you're from, uh, how you guys met, you know, what what did that all look like? Absolutely. Well, um, uh, well, uh, it's just, um, I was born in Oregon and the state of Oregon. uh, Okay. And I was born in the city of Salem at the age of 11 of my parents made a decision to uh, move to Mexico city. And we were there for about eight years. And then um, after being there for eight years in Mexico City, we uh, uh, I moved to Dallas uh, by myself. Um, I was there with uh, Pastor Mark Dross for a All couple right. months. Uh, and then from there with Pastor Mark Dross, um, you know, I moved to San Antonio because that's that's the very same year. That's when my whole family decided to move to back to the U.S. from Mexico. So we lived in uh, San Antonio for seven years. And then after that, I decided to, when I met Tiffany, uh, you know, we were in San Antonio. I was in San Antonio. Okay. She lived in Tallahassee. But uh, before we got married in 2018, um, right in December of 2017, I decided to move to, um, to Terre Haute. I just felt it from the Lord uh, to, for us to start our, our lives as individuals, you know, as a couple without our family around us, but uh, I don't want to give all the details, but those are the few things, but so I'm trying to be uh, brief with everything right now. Um, but, um, but the, yeah, we, I lived in, uh, we lived in Indiana for two years. Mm-hmm. I myself lived there for two and a half. And then now we're here in uh, Tallahassee, Florida, where my wife is originally from and I mean, we're, we're enjoying our marriage and especially now being parents. Incredible. Incredible. It seems like, you know, you always end up (laughs) with your wife. (laughs) Exactly. That's how it happened for me. From from Chicago area. And that's where I I ended up. Go ahead, sister uh, Benef. I have a lot more roots here, I guess. He, whenever anyone asks Jonathan where he's from, he, he gives you that whole spiel. Yes. Oregon, Texas, Mexico, Indiana, like he's got all of it. And I'm like, Florida, that's about it. <laughs> so I was born in South Florida, raised up in Tallahassee, Florida. That's central panhandle. 
I did go to Bible school for a year. So I did live away from home for a year in Indiana and then lived in DC area for a couple months doing an internship and then brought myself back to Florida. I always loved traveling. So I never imagined myself being back out of my two sisters. Everyone thought that I was going to be the one that was the missionary off in Timbuktu and no one would ever see me again because I just could never stay still, but life comes full circle. And when Jonathan and I met and he felt in the Lord for us to start out our marriage in Indiana, I wasn't quite sure how it was going to all work out, but the way God orchestrated it, you know, it proves that he is God and we are not. (laughs) And uh, now we find ourselves back here working in the youth and the music under my father. And, um, we're, uh, just ready to see revival in the capital city of Florida. We need it. And right. yeah, so that's basically our story. That's yeah, I, awesome. I mean, yeah, our background where we came from. But of course, you asked as well as how we met. And oh my goodness, there's a lot of details to it. But we were trying to <laughs> let keep us it. have it. Let us have it. <laughs> Give him the juice. Oh man. <laughs> it well, might I, turn into sauce by the end of Oh man. Well, um, uh, where, where can I begin? Well, it was back in, you know, of course, after living in Mexico, we moved to the U S which was uh, honestly something unexpected. Um, um, first, uh, moving, uh, you know, from my side, um, when we moved to Mexico city and uh, we were supposed to be there for a short period of time, but it turned out to be a very long time. We were there for seven years instead of six months. <laughs> uh, because wow. my dad wanted it and my mother wanted to share the gospel and just the Lord began to work and he did awesome things. But um, being there in Mexico, I never, uh, you know, after being there for a couple of years, I thought I was never going to come back to the U.S. But, you know, you don't know what the Lord has in mind. So um, you actually left for not a good reason. There was some difficulties in your personal life and in ministry that, you know, almost made you had to leave. And yeah, I found myself with, you know, there's, there's never the perfect Christian, right? Right. <laughs> but, right. um, but yeah, for uh, some uh, reasons, you know, it, it kind of urged me and pushed me, you know, to, to leave the country in a way. Um, it was nothing, nothing evil, nothing with the law or anything. So. You know, okay, so you didn't don't, don't put this like podcast that, right? in Mexico. He's wanted. No, I'm kidding. Nah, <laughs> no, 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 it has nothing to do with the law or breaking the law or anything, Yeah, but it's just, you know, but the, the pastor there, pastor Dross, we were under his ministry, Windross. And, um, and we've learned a lot of, from him and he was like a grandfather to us, to my family. My dad was his right hand assistant pastor. Wow. So, with that, you know, seeing him battling my, and within my spiritual life, he felt the need that it was time for myself, um, not for the whole family yet at that point, but for myself to oldest, move back yeah. to the U.S. So as I came back, you know, and, and try to find myself again, um, you know, a relationship with Jesus and stuff, um, you know, God began to open doors in a way that I've never imagined. And one of those was uh, definitely marrying my wife. I awesome. know who I became to, I had no clue who she was. Um, I had my, no clue who you were. Are you, are you, are you serious? <laughs> I, I'm serious. I he was no in Mexico sheltered from the world. And I was like, who is this boy? Yeah. And my whole life we were raised in Spanish, you know, in Spanish ministries. Um, uh, so I, I know ministers in Spanish very well in the Spanish mm-hmm. world. And that's what all I've known. And even moving back to the U.S., we were in Dallas. As I mentioned, I was with Pastor Mark Dross. And then in San Antonio, we were with Pastor Daniel uh, Dross. Okay. 
And then from there, you know, my, my dad decided to assist uh, another church, uh, English speaking church in a very small town uh, south of San Antonio. And um, and it was there that I started to get involved, you know, in the English world. Uh, so with that said, you know, I had no clue who my wife was uh, whatsoever. And this was back in 2012, 2013, when we started to go to this English church to assist and help because it was a very small church in my siblings and I were we are uh, musicians. So uh, that church um, had no musicians. So in a way we were a blessing to the church, but at the same time, the church was a blessing to us because that helped us, you know, connect, connect in the English world, but as, as well as of um, to um, pick up our English again, you know, our English language and, and stuff. So, um, so I remember in 2013, when we were going to the church there, NYC came up. Oh, and right. I have no clue what NYC this was. This is going to give somebody, you know, some <laughs> hope for this upcoming year because Talk NYC. It, <laughs> yeah, but I had no, I never heard about NYC. And then, uh, you know, this was in Louisville, Kentucky. And um, that, you know, that the uh, NYC uh, we attended to, my siblings and I, we didn't want to go because we weren't really comfortable. My But my parents pushed us. So we ended up going. But my siblings, they they recognized Tiffany and 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 her sisters um, because I think they competed at um, there at NYC. It was a part of it for sure. So I, I had no clue at that point. But it was until later on that I um, found who Tiffany was um, uh, when we competed back in what 2015. My siblings and yeah. I. Yeah. So my sisters and I had sang at NAYC. And obviously like musical families, there's just like a, a commonality that you have of it. So after we sang the one year, the next year they sang. And that year I worked for the, the youth division. Um, and I apologize for anybody that's not UBC that doesn't understand some of these lingos. But thank you for saying that. Yes, because I, I totally hate that. So um, basically <laughs> we're a part of an organization called the United Pentecostal Church. They have a biannual youth conference called North American Youth Congress. And at this conference, they have all kinds of great speakers and music. And one of the aspects they do is like, if you are an artist group or an individual artist, Christian. you can, yeah, of course, Christian, <laughs> you can uh, do a song and they also have like um, talent contests and things like that. So my sisters and I did it. Um, and then in 2017, Jonathan and his brothers did it. And at that time I was doing social media for the event. And that's kind of just become one of my little things, my niche. And um, I was working for the organization and doing some of their um, back when Periscope, anyone remember that? Oh, about that. Man, that was so hard because that was before we really understood like how to do live videos. Now everybody, it's such a common thing, but it was developing. And I remember like I would be shaking because I would hold my hand so long for all the services and people would be like, you're shaking. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm feeling the Lord right now. And this is really hard. I mean, gimbals didn't exist. Back yeah. Then, people really, weren't so. that smart yet. So, um, <laughs> And so they went up there to perform. And I remember I was at this point in my life that I had gone through heartbreak and disappointment. I was, I I just felt like there were no good godly men out there. And the ones that people said were good and godly were fooling everybody. You know, like I had this whole chip on my shoulder and I was convinced I was going to be a Pentecostal nun is as I told everybody, because I was just, it was done. It was, I'm, that was in. And how old were you back? Um, you guys, 25, 20, 25. yeah, 25, turning 26. And that um, sounds about right. 
Yeah. And so um, they went on the platform and you can't miss them. Okay. Cause they're five good looking Hispanic people that are music. Well, I can tell you, I mean, why? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I tell him, I go, don't talk about my husband like that because he's so humble sometimes. (laughs) So, um, when I saw them out, you know, every girl, oh Lord, I can still to this moment to this day, they all screaming. And my youth pastor jokingly tapped me and some of the girls in our youth group, like, Hey girls, look at those boys. And I literally roll, I had the biggest role you can imagine with my eyes in the back of my head, like, yeah, right. And I said, if every girl wants them, I'm not interested. Uh Needless to say, I married the bass player. (laughs) Come on now. So I'll fast forward a little bit into our story. So a year later, they ended up doing music. So I forgot about them after that conference. A year later, they did music at a mutual friend's church for a conference. And I was hearing from different people like, wow, they're so humble, but talented and anointed. I was like hearing all these things. It seemed too good to be true. You know, I was like, who are these guys? So I ended up seeing a photo of my husband at the event. And there was just something about it. So I ended up following him. And it was just says because she wanted to look into the family. And- I was, I really did because I, I, I don't believe so it's kind of like, never uh, the man. Yeah, like kind of stalkerish kind of private. Yeah, just a little bit. You know, I was like taking his photo and photoshopping it with my, no, it wasn't. That's that awesome. <laughs> no, that's, no. Called so, that's called vision. That's right. I'm seeing it. I'm really seeing it before it's there. Right. So I ended up following him because I really was genuinely curious of their family and like, you know, what they were doing and just loved their whole spirit, the spirit that they exuded in their worship and how they carried themselves. And so um, from that moment on, that was in um, 2016, October, um, he would start to comment on my things here and there, but I did not read anything into it. You know, you, you had these people that kind of pop up in into your life and you're just like, I can't waste my emotions on that anymore. So I didn't think anything of it. I was like, he's just probably one of those guys that are going to comment and never even would never even pursue anything, or I don't even know anything about him. So we probably don't even, wouldn't even work. And so I remember it distinctly. And it's so funny because, um, I was just telling Jonathan, it kind of came full circle in my life this week um, because now I'm getting more involved in our district, but I got my license um, February, 2017. And I remember thinking at that moment, cause I went to because of the times, which is another church conference and landmark, another church conference. And I was just, I was kind of that person that was like, I'm going to be available. I'm just going to be available. <laughs> Put it in the word. You know? <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand these girls. I'll talk to them and say, well, the Lord's going to sit them. I said, honey, you got to get out in the field. <laughs> and so I just said, you know what? I'm not going to go chase a man, but I'm going to let him know I am here and I'm a worshiper and I'm a part of the church and I'm doing a good work. And if you so Listen, notice, I hope you guys me. are taking notes here. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is gold nuggets. These are gold nuggets right here. So awesome. That's why like, I'm like, I'm single. I'm going to go to every conference. I literally one summer hit up like six district, different camps. Cause I was just like, I want to be exposed to anything and everything God has for my life. And it's your single years. You got to take advantage of it. So I got my license and I remember I even joked with the board, which, you know, sometimes elderly men that you are 
esteem can be tough critics when you tell you a joke. And I said, well, I just put the nail in the coffin for my, my marriage because now I have my license as a woman and, um, Single you know, and they all kind of chuckled a little bit. And, uh, so that week I got home and I was like, okay, God, you know, I graduated from college. I went to Bible school. I've done this. I've paid off this. All, all my things are all my ducks in a row. Why? Why am I still waiting? Why? And there was a day that I literally explained. I, yeah, in February, I had a temper tantrum with the Lord. I literally put on my running shoes. I went into, um, it was a tree laboratory that was up from my parents' house where they grew different types of trees and study them. And I just ran and I just cried. And I just told God, I'm just, I'm so upset. I've been so faithful. I've been so holy. I've been so righteous. God, I've done this for you. And I've done that for you. And this is overwhelming. It was, it was at the point, And I had talked to so many people about it that I would literally repent for desiring that person in my life because I couldn't even control how it consumed me, even though I had filled my life, filled my life. I wasn't an idle person. I kept myself busy in the work of the Lord. But I do believe that God gets your heart and your mind ready when that time's coming. And I remember talking to um, a friend of mine and I said, I just I, I don't want this to consume my thoughts. I want to just be happy and fulfilled. And she told me about a book she read that how a woman was literally created to be a helpmate and I shouldn't repent for something God designed me to be. And Mm. it's just something that I've got to give back to God. So I just kept saying, okay, God, when I feel that moment of loneliness, I'm just going to draw to you and know that you're still orchestrating it. And it's still going to happen because God doesn't play with our emotions. I don't believe that he would give you the desire to be married if you never would be because he doesn't play with us like that. And, you know, even though you have to wait, you have to trust (laughs) that those desires, as the scripture says, he gives you the desires of your heart if you truly are seeking after him. So I'm running in the woods and I'm like, God, and I'm giving him my speech. I'm so, I've been so holy, but so faithful. And then he goes, but is it about your holiness? Is it about my faithfulness? I love that. And that's when I just said, oh God, you know, my righteousness is as filthy rags. I, I deserve nothing, but yet your grace has blessed me in ways I can't even imagine. And it was that moment that I checked myself, you know, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I am, I'm doing all these things thinking I'm worthy of something, but it's really, I'm doing all these things and living this life because you are worthy. And I get back to my car and I put my hand on the door handle and ding, Jonathan Bonilla sent me a No way. For the first time. No yeah. way. I'm telling you. And it was like the worst prayer meeting I've ever had with the Lord. Like I was being a brat. <laughs> but I, you know, and of course at the end I concluded, God, you're all, you know, I can't turn my back on you because you're all I've got. So, you know, <laughs> and then needless to say, it literally in that moment, it was ding. Jonathan Booney. <laughs> and then God leans over and says, you were saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I, it was That's really awesome. honestly uh, something unexpected because for my end, you know, um, back uh, going back, you know, in 2016, October of 2016, my siblings and I, we went to play and, um, and I noticed Tiffany followed me, but yeah, at that point I didn't know who she was until she started to follow me in October, 2016, um, you know, that's when the whole Instagram was starting. 
And then I God, went and I, I realized media. who she was. <laughs> and then, um, but I wasn't, you know, I'm, I had my heartbreaks too. I had my difficulties in life mm-hmm. and stuff, but I was like, you know, I had to set my mind, you know, I'm just going to focus in the church. And right now with my siblings, we're starting with this, you know, we've been invited for a couple events. You know, I'm like, I'm just dedicated to the Lord, just dedicated to the music, dedicated to our music ministry. And I, at that point, I was also a youth pastor uh, there at the uh, church that we were attending. So I was, and um, so I was, you know, just focused on that. And I was, um, we had a, a Bible studies too at, at our home. Um, so it, my, literally my whole week was just full of, of just church and th- and Thursdays were basically the only days um, that we were free to, you know, catch up and do our chores and clean up and whatever we had to do. Um, so I remember, you know, uh, just looking back and, um, uh, at Tiffany's Instagram and I had, had no clue who she was, but then, um, I remember that day that she went running, she had to share a small, like, um, picture, uh, a small, like shot snapshot of, of her in the woods, uh, of running. And, um, and all I said, you know, when, uh, when I, a messenger. I rem- I still remember I was at work. Um, and, uh, I saw that uh, on the, her story and I just, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to text her. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that she is not going to text me because, uh, this is my thing all the time that I would say, you know, I'm a Mexican guy, you know, I have no, you know, say in in a way we could say, um, and you know, nobody knows me and, and I'm pretty sure she has, she knows, she knows a lot of people, (laughs) you know, she knows a lot of people, you know, especially in the Pentecostal world, there's no way she's going to look up towards a man like me. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and then I came across with her YouTube videos. And if you haven't seen her YouTube videos, um, uh, Tiffany's really big, you know, on, uh, because of her YouTube videos about the oneness and, uh, just, you know, giving, uh, sharing thoughts, you know, on, on YouTube. But, um, yeah. at that point, you know, she, she was really big sharing those videos on YouTube. And, um, and I remember, um, watching those and I'm like, yeah, there is no way there is no way God, but you took that step of faith <laughs> that God would give me someone like her, you know, there is no way. Mm. And, um, so I remember, I just, I just, I'm like, oh, but here, here we go. I'm just, I'm just going to message her and I'm message her. And if she's like me, I'm going to probably ignore the message, <laughs> you know? So, um, so yeah, I just message her. And all I said was don't get lost, you know, mm. don't is, get lost. That is like <laughs> epic on so many levels. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, uh, and honestly, not even, and knowing, be, not even knowing the headspace that no, no, exactly, not at all. And not, I, like, I, I mean, yeah. like I, I'm almost say borderline prophetic. Like, I yeah, mean, that's <laughs> awesome. oh, it was for sure, for it sure. <laughs> and you know, I, I wasn't even thinking anything about it. Um, I wasn't even thinking of of pursuing her. Really, at, at that point, I wasn't seeking, uh, to obtain something because as I mentioned, you know, my, my focus was just, uh, with the family, you know, I'm very family, uh, oriented. So my focus mm-hmm. was just the family, just the church. And like I mentioned, you know, with the band and I was like, you know, this is this, my heart is just going to pour out on this, you know, because I had also too, um, I think that year or the year before I had a, uh, breakup too. So I, after that breakup, you know, that, with that relationship, I'm like, you know, I'm just giving all to you, Jesus, you know? 
And I wasn't uh, expecting anything when I, I messaged Tiffany, you know, especially of her kind. I was like, I, I had no doubt, like, seriously, I had no doubt. Like I, it was already ingrained within my head that I knew that she was not going to respond like whatsoever. But for yeah. my surprise, like a couple minutes later, I think like, yeah, like an hour, or, I, don't, I don't remember exactly, but she actually responded uh, to my message. And, um, and I don't remember the whole conversation, how everything went from that point, but I remember from that point that initiated our conversation. And I remember this day was actually February 27th, 27th, February yeah. 27th and of 2017. And, um, I mean, that's where everything began. And then moving forward, you know, in April, we started to talk and then, um, in March, we actually got our, our phone numbers we exchanged mm-hmm. and you know i was we were very honest and very blunt at from our very I wasn't playing games <laughs> yeah from the very beginning yeah. of our conversation we were very honest and you know um uh you know being uh hispanic especially as a guy you know you sometimes you don't have like very deep thoughts <laughs> you know you're you're not sometimes you know there are individuals we're we're deep That's in a way you don't, you don't know your bro. love language or what color you are <laughs> exactly. especially in the hispanic culture you know it's like as a man you don't care for those things you know like yeah. you don't think of those things so um whenever i had my conversations with tiffany you know they were like very like difficult conversations you know like i went deep real like quick. they were very deep conversations you know and then she would pose like do you have a question for me and i'll be like yeah i have a question for you now <laughs> you know and of course at the beginning i was kind of shy but as we've been we began to talk more you know um then you know i started to come up with more questions and it became more open with her and we had conversations like um you know um you know, where, where do you see yourself in five years? You know, um, what are your habits? You know, what are your, um, wh- what do you do during your pastime? You know, and what do you do in your local church? You know, and what do you do, um, you know, when you're not in uh, a church, you know, what do you do on your weekly basis? You know, and what do you, who do you aspire to be? So, you know, all these, you can imagine yeah. all these questions, you know, that we would ask each other because at that point, as I mentioned, you know, I was, you know, wanting to focus in the kingdom of God. And I wasn't expecting to initiate anything with her, but as we were think, I started to think, uh, happen between us, you know, I was really blunt with her and I'm like, you know what, I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste my time. You know, if, if we're not going anywhere, right? you know, so uh, we were just very honest from the very beginning. So that's why we asked the very tough questions. And at that point I was like 25, I think. Uh, 25. She's uh, a year older than me. (laughs) (laughs) Just a year. (laughs) So she was 26. And you know, we were on that stage in our life where we're like, I I was already looking forward to whoever I was talking next, you know, whoever I was going to meet, you know, it's something was going to happen. We were going to get married, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, so, uh, you know, things began to advance so quick, you know, that very year in, in February. Uh, I'm sorry, 2017, where to the point where NYC took place. And that's when I asked her to be my girlfriend at that very month on the 4th of July under the beautiful fireworks. (laughs) Come on, bro. So we were just talking for a couple months and I asked her to be my girlfriend. And then that same year in in, in 2017, November 2017, the day before uh, Thanksgiving, I asked her to marry me. That's Mm -hmm. awesome, man. So, um, and then in 2018, we got married. So basically we, we started to talk in February of, uh, 2017 and then by Cinco de Mayo of 2018, we were married basically. 
Hey, you better never rem- you better never forget. Nah. Yeah, Man, I mean, I, I can tell you so many details of how everything happened, but I could tell you this, God, it was like a God thing, like how everything was orchestrated, how yeah. even our families came to um were connected. Uh, you know, it's just it yeah. was a God thing. Like it was and we're still seeing thing. it. We're still seeing it even with our siblings. There's yeah. um one of our brothers he's actually dating a girl and they're very serious that I grew up with and me and her will say, do you realize we're both going to be sister Bonillas? Like, (laughs) Oh my word. Like, it's just crazy. Like you can't figure out how God does it, but it's just a wild ride and we're thankful to be along for it. (laughs) Excellent. That is, that is an incredible story. And I love the fact that uh, when you did find out, about Tiffany and uh, you realized that she was doing different things and you, you you were picking up on how much of an impact she, she made in ministry um, or even online that did not intimidate you to have those deep conversations or you'll field those questions and, 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 and just go for it. A lot of guys nowadays, especially with the advent of social media, it, they get a little weird when it comes to a little pressure in relationships. Oh, but, yes. uh, I love the fact of, man, you just like, I'm serious about this. The next person that I'm going to really talk to, uh, I, I'm going to make this happen. And so you, you had a focused mind had a made up mind and, uh, you both just just hit it off and God was in it. That that is an excellent epic story of mm-hmm. of love and ministry coming together. And you both were involved in things even uh, before you met. So right. God just kind of just lock and key, just put you guys together and um and sky's the limit for um young people like you guys that are focused. Um, you're, you believe in, uh, the right thing, following truth and, and, and walking before God humbly. And, uh, in, it's just incredible. I, I love everything that you've all just shared. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there are people that are listening to this, that, uh, it's answering some questions, mm-hmm. uh, even some of the moments where you feel like you've been waiting for something and you've been doing everything you can to position yourself for it. And you feel like it hasn't happened. Wait on God. He will never fail you. He has yes, never absolutely. failed. Absolutely. And this is a great example of that, but uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, you guys talked about, you know, just um, some of those online elements of uh, doing ministry and, and, and trying to create impact through your online presence. Talk about that. Now, you both are, uh, I would think, very uh, avid uh, social media uh, users, and you use it well. You use it for a great purpose. And uh, Brother Bonilla, you talked about the YouTube channel. Tell us about those things, and even give us some of your, um, your handles or where people can find that stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I am on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. My YouTube's not, um, 
I've kind of pulled away from what I used to do years ago, um, but I still do put things on there, but it's going to be Tiffany Bonilla on YouTube or Facebook. And uh, my handle is Tiff Bonilla and that's just T-I-F-F-B-O-N-I. And then Jonathan's is John Bonilla and he has an underscore at the end. But if you find me, you can find him. He's all over my page. Um, But (laughs) yeah. Absolutely. This is one of my life passions. It's something that um, is relatively new to the church, but it's relatively new to our world is um, online communications. And as we've seen in this past year, it's become probably the most, I will say the most important type of communication. And um, it's something that I never really saw in my life, but just kind of organically happened. Mm -hmm. And now I've been able to use it to do so many incredible things for God that I'm just so thankful for. And I've also been able to shift it into more of a business aspect. So it really is such a great dream when I'm able to um, support small businesses and do things like that, but also spread the gospel and be an example of what a life living for Christ looks like. The number one, if you look in marketing, the number one um, marketing avenue or way that people are advertising these days is through influencer marketing. It's they're not spending all this money now on advertisements on billboards or newspaper clippings, or even sometimes advertisements on websites. What they want to do is they want a real person to back up and say, I believe in this product. I believe in this item. This is going to help you. And why can't the church do that for God? And so I believe that people are wanting to connect to real people. It's hard sometimes. And it was really an uphill battle when I was doing all this and developing it because a lot of people in the church didn't understand it at first. I did get a lot of slack. I did get a lot of, oh, well, she's just trying to show off or she's just thinks she's all that or how she's just thinks she's so spiritual or look at her always getting a new outfit and things like that. Not knowing that that outfit came free, but I'm advertising for a company and I'm working with them and I'm building up something. Many times Christian companies. Yeah. Yeah, Working up, working things in the background. Um, And it's been so, I, I have so many stories, but I will just say this. People want to see what a life with God looks like. And this is the most the easiest way to do it because we are on our phones more than anything. You know, you can preach a sermon, five hour sermon, but people are still going to be on their phone longer. And when you live a life, that's a living sacrifice. Right. And so that's Mm -hmm. why, even though there are days where I would love to go off the grid, (laughs) it has been so rewarding to get those messages from people saying, I want to know more about your faith. I want to know more about your life you just seem to have such a peace. You seem to have such joy. You seem to always be settled when the lot, when your world is crazy and they've seen things and I've shared, you know, the raw, we got robbed on our honeymoon, completely robbed in Italy and, you know, sharing those kind of things and then sharing the testimonies of what God's done in our lives and how we bought our first home this year and having our first little boy and those kind of things that, you know, and I've, try to just always show the humanity through Mm -hmm. God's anointing, you know, and it's having that balance. And I've 
I really, really wish more people could do it. I know it's a sacrifice it's a calling like anything, but if anyone's right. listening and they feel they felt a tug of that, they, they know that they're following other people that maybe aren't Christians, but are inspired by their giftings and their talents that we need more people in the body of Christ using their online presence to bring people back to God. Because if the world's selling everything, you know, they're selling everything they have. And if we could just show God in the best light and show people, Hey, listen, it's not about this, but I can do this because I'm living my life to glorify God. It's all, it's all interconnected. And so I'm really passionate about it, as you can tell. Um, and I'm thankful right. for it because it is a ministry and I think now after 2020 with all the churches going online, I don't think anybody can doubt that now. Absolutely. And it used to be where um, entertainers or uh, music artists, uh, some type of a famous um, icon would be the people that shape culture and, Mm -hmm. and be those influencers. But now uh, with the advent of social media, uh, it is exactly what you just explained that these influencers who are online living in front of people and uh, through the pictures or videos or whatever that you post, uh, people uh, aspire to do that. They aspire to wear that. They aspire to um, eat those types of foods or go to those uh, types of places or where, uh, you know, it, it just is, is, is a great opportunity that um, is laid before us. And I'm glad that you both are, are seizing those opportunities um, to gain that, that uh, influence. And uh, I believe that God has special people for special times. And these are special Uh, times. Absolutely. That's right. Nothing is is conventional. It it is a unique way to uh, influence people. And show godly apostolic living and uh, inspire people to do it. And, and they don't, they don't have to have any type of uh, church background or affiliation. And the, the crazy thing is, is sometimes it's the simplest thing. I can't tell you the conversations that I've had that have led to God from, Oh, I really like that hair clip. Where did you get that at? And I answer that simple question, but they have been checking out my life all along or they've been looking through my profile. And so, you know, people can look at it as shallow or materialistic, but they're not seeing the big picture that this is just connections. It's connections to people. It's connections to souls. And we look at it through throughout scriptures, how the apostles had their jobs. They were fishermen. You know, they built tents. They did things that met a physical need that met a different aspect of life, but ultimately opened up those opportunities to bring people to Christ. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That is awesome. And we, yeah, we are definitely thankful that you all do it and do it with excellence. So um, again, uh, if you missed it, you can probably rewind this a little bit and catch those handles and follow them on social media, or even check out some of those videos on YouTube. Um, great couple. Uh, that is just an outstanding example of what, uh, a young millennial family uh, that is living for the Lord can can be and and I hope that you have 
uh, gain some things from their journey, their experience. But I want to talk about one more thing before we wrap it up. And, and that is, uh, as far as being a family and, uh, you are in the vein of being in front of people, uh, online and in person that see you and they, they want what you have. They, they, they want to do the things you do. How do you guide those people, whether it be a teen or maybe a fellow young adult that they see your family like, and there's a young lady like, you know what? I would love to have a husband like uh, Brother John oh, or yes, a guy's <laughs> like, man, where did he find that girl? I need to go to NAYC. You know, <laughs> yeah. so Sign what, me what up. advice? <laughs> what advice would you give a, a single young adult that is looking for love, but trying to live for God? And that sometimes people may uh, unnecessary, un- unnecessarily unnecessarily. Uh, let those two fight each other. Like uh, my living yeah. for God is getting away mm-hmm. in the way of my love life, mm-hmm. but it's not mm-hmm. true, not true at all. So what advice would you leave for some people like that? Man. Oh, well, I'll say something that I did feel when I saw the questions. So I felt like God, when I was looking at the questions you had sent us for the Rima and I felt like God said, keep them in your peripheral vision. And I feel like so many times we think that, okay, if I'm focusing on God, I can't focus on anything else. Or if I'm focusing on getting school or if I'm, you know, and it's like, but you forget that God created us to be able to experience all of life and all of its beautiful relationships and experiences. And I would say, sometimes we, we try to think that God plays a mind trick with us where we're like, well, if I want to get that, then I can't focus on that. I got to do all these other things. But like I'd said earlier is just keep your peripheral vision open to see those people. When I would go to conferences, I would not be looking the whole time in the service, but when there was worship going on, I would notice the gentlemen that worshiped. I would notice the ones that aim in the preacher. I would notice the ones that stayed in the altar. And, but then the whole service wasn't about that, but I would take note and collectively, then I would also throughout life, you know, see those things that I would say, Oh, red flag, or that wasn't right. Or, Oh man, I would really love it. If, you know, I could marry somebody with that attribute or that characteristic. And I would say, ultimately you, I always say this to our young people, take, make it very hard for yourself to be taken off the market. Um, but know that God gets the final word. I've heard so many stories of people where they're dating someone or engaged to someone, and then they meet their actual real spouse or whatever. And of course you never want to get to those hard, you know, crossing the Jordan kind of situations. But ultimately, if you are just keeping God first and then making yourself available to the body, you know, I, I worked so many youth camps. I always try to volunteer in everything. I was involved in everything in my church. And so I just feel like if you're connected to people and you're connected to what God's doing, all of that, you know, Seek yeah, first the God kingdom of God. Yeah. yeah. And so I would just say to all the single people out there, I know it feels like it's never going to happen, but God gave me this understanding. And it's such a relief that you're going to be married longer than you're going to be single. Wow. And if you can just live these years, giving him your best, 
and and nothing's wrong with looking <laughs> while you're giving it to them. Peripheral. You know, peripheral vision right there. Then you will get to that point where you're saying, ah, this is why it was, I literally today, I just wrote something and I shared it on my social media because it was a full circle moment. Like I said, this week, And I remember those moments where I was so down and I was so sad because what I thought was God's plan didn't work out. And then when I'm watching my husband play with my baby boy, that's what I'm saying. God, that's why that's why I didn't go according to my plan, because you had a plan. And like a good father, you didn't want me to settle and you didn't want me to regret this decision because I would ultimately be missing this. And so it's it's all just leaning back and learning how to trust but not feeling like you have to be perfect in order for this to happen because none of us are perfect. None of us are worthy Mm -hmm. enough, but we're all just on that journey. And when we trust him, he will bless us with those desires that we truly desire because it's ultimately going to glorify him in the end. Amen. Real talk, real talk. Absolutely. That, that is, that is excellent. Excellent advice. John, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah. um, Well, I think one of the important things, especially now that we live in a digital world, um, in a way people have, I believe people have lost, especially younger people. I remember my age when everything was starting, uh, you know, you started to feel that sense of, uh, uh, you know, people communicate very boldly, you know, through social media or through a digital platform. But when you see them face to face, they're they're very shy or they're a different, they're completely different person. And, um, but also another dangerous thing that I, that I felt with uh, social media is, and, you know, of course I'm targeting towards the men, but of course, if this applies to a woman as well. Um, But I think as, as men, I think it's very careful. uh, We, we must be very careful of yes. Like, uh, um, Sister Tiffany was saying, you know, my my wife was saying uh, regarding, you know, you got to be looking out there in a way you have to make yourself available and and let people to see that you're available. But yet, you know, um, keep your boundaries, you know, and and pursue God. (laughs) But um, but with that said, I've it's also been with the other extreme where um, as men, especially with the digital world, it's very easy to message every single girl you see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just because she's wearing a skirt don't mean she available, brother. And, <laughs> and it's, it's sad, you know, um, to see it, men, especially, you know, I don't know the girls, but, it, uh, but uh, in the men perspective, from what I've seen, you know, and myself, even myself, I, when the whole Instagram was beginning and stuff, uh, there's, there were moments in, in my life where I felt like, I, I like I could have I had that opportunity to message that girl, you know, to whatever girl, uh-huh. you know, but within my heart, you know, and, you know, and, and, and knowing that God was first, I, I knew it wasn't the right thing to do because there's nothing worse. And especially when you're a musician or a minister, or if you're involved in, in church ministry, because I met this when I was young, I met uh, people who were up in the platform whose reputation was the worst especially uh, men with, with women, you know, they, they're like that piano player right there or that singer or that minister, he, you know, uh, he has dated so many girls, you know, uh-huh. and I was friends with some of these girls when I was young and they would tell me how these men would behave, you know, and how they would act. So I was, 
I was very conscientious of that, that when social yes. media came around, you know, I was really conscientious of that. I'm like, do I really want to ruin and, and destroy not only my ministry, but you also affect your family, right? You, you affect mm-hmm. your friends, you affect your church. I'm like, and, and most of more importantly, you, you affect in a, in a way, you know, the kingdom of God, <laughs> if you can yeah. say, you know, like you, you just saying, you know, the, the name of Christianity. Unfortunately today we have so many Christians, but not really many true of them are really true followers of Christ. Yeah. But with that in mind, you know, I was very careful uh, with that because there were, like I said, there were opportunities and I wanted to message a girl, you know, and, and going through the seasons in life where, um, being here in the U S when we moved in back in 2010, I only had one girlfriend, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I only mm-hmm. had one girlfriend and, um, and I had the opportunity to, to date more that, you know, and, but I just, I just didn't feel like it was the right thing to do. And, and most of all, I think it wasn't, a godly man shouldn't be doing those kind of things. You know, if you have Christ in your life, you shouldn't be doing those things. So with that said, you know, I, I just try to keep myself from messaging and, and I, yeah. I thank God for that because like I said, I had opportunities, but because I, I waited things and I valued more the things of God than my own personal, we could say lusts and desires, you know, God blessed me with something much greater, something that was beyond what I imagined because I had my expectations of who I wanted to marry, but Mm. God, like little, I'm telling you, bro, like he blessed me beyond than what I had expected with um, marrying my wife, um, you know, and the quality and of person she is. And honestly, um, you know, I, I never, you know, going through what I went through in my life, I never thought that I was, um, I would tell my wife, you know, I, I never thought I was worthy to have someone like her in my life. You know, there's no way an individual like myself would have someone like her. But of course, God's ways is higher than our ways. That's right. But one thing that I've noticed in my my parents were an example of that is when you're faithful to God, mm-hmm. God would, would bless you. Uh, not only, uh, you know, financially, because sometimes I think when we think about blessings, we automatically think about materialistic things, you know? Right. But, but I think, you know, God blessed me with, with someone like her in my life who, uh, not only opened my light, my, 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 my life, you know, to, uh, to new things, but also encouraged me to aspire to do more for the kingdom of God. And, you know, I don't mean to take it back, but with social media, I was that kind of person who, who, um, didn't believe so much in social media. Yeah. You know, okay. I was, I was the, the other side, the, the other, uh, it, he would it, only it, post photos of like the church. He would, I was on the other spectrum, you know, I was on the I was other. Like, I need to see you cutie. I need uh-oh, to see uh-oh. you. <laughs> yeah. Where I just, you know, I, I, I would criticize, you know, if, if we could put it like this, you know, I was on the other spectrum where I would criticize people like Tiffany, you know, and especially as Christians were, we're, we're very harsh. We you know when it came to that, but when I began to date yes. her and she began to send me pictures of conversations she would have with people and how even some of them have come to church and how some of them have even got baptized, you know, because my wife directed them to a church because they wanted to know more of God. When she began to share those things with me, I was like, Whoa, wait, what? Yeah. There's more to this, you know, and yes. I was, you know, it's that opened my mind and, you know, and right now, you know, I respect her and, and I believe this, 
this and this ministry, you know, uh, through social media, I'm not super active and I just try to support her, you know, and hold her social media. And I do believe in the impact and you know, the power of, of, of ministering to social media. But I mean, I'm you know, I just want to wrap it up with this, with, you know, as young men, it's better to, you know, to keep yourselves for God and be very, very careful of the conversations you have and who do you message? Yeah. Be intentional. And with my siblings, you know, we were very intentional of not having dirty conversations. I don't like to joke around dirty, you know, men, we, (laughs) you know, they tend to joke around like very harsh and very dirty. It is a male tendency. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yep. And, and my siblings and I, we were committed of not doing that. And I can't stand being around with people who jerk around, you know, yeah. you know, with dirty jokes and stuff. Like I just, I feel really uncomfortable and I've put myself in that position of being uncomfortable with those things and um, you know, and always respecting, you know, but I think as young people as singles who are listening to this, just invest in the kingdom of God while, you know, this, while you're free and you're single and you have all this time, you know, within your hands, mm-hmm. you know, invest in good things, invest in time and quality time, you know, things that will uh, develop you as a Christian and as a, uh, a human being, uh, because when you get married, you know, you're just, you're going to just create this power force, you know, you're either going to contribute to your marriage or you're going to ruin your marriage. <laughs> mm. Because if you, uh, you spend your time and, and, unwise things and you just are lazy and sit around, you know, and when you get married, your spouse then sees that, you know, you, 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 uh, you showed yourself a a certain way on social media, but then she saw the real you Mm -hmm. and my mother, she would always tell us that you have to be a a real Christian when nobody behind closed doors, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's very important, especially as men, because I think as men, our curse is to be lazy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, wow. and, um, so, oh, therefore my, my, my mom, she would always correct us, you know, of how we would talk to each other, uh, especially to, to her, you know, being a, a mother, because she would always say just the way you speak to me, you know, the way you speak to me is how you're going to speak to your wife. The way you 100%. treat me is how you're going to treat your wife. Yeah. So, you know, all these little things, you know, I, I know I'm sharing a lot of things, but all these little things is very important, you know, to invest uh, a quality time into the kingdom of God of that way. You know, when you marry uh, or, you, or you find that person, you just create this beautiful, powerful uh, couple, you know, that God intended to to be. Yeah, Amen. I would just tag on to that. Just be intentional. That's in essence, what you're saying to everyone is be intentional, but I would just like to encourage everybody to say, God has not forgotten you. And I know it can feel like it. It can feel like it's not going to happen. It feels like it's happening for everyone else, especially on social media. You can see all the engagements and the babies being made, you know, that is a downfall of social media, but you know, just remember that, you know, God has never failed anyone and he's not going to start on you. And so if you can just hold out just a little bit longer, you know, don't be weary and well-doing. Don't get distracted. Like he said, don't just message anybody, but be intentional. And I think because you didn't message a bunch of girls, when you felt to message me, that even more confirmed and solidified that there's something here. Yeah, because absolutely. I could have just been another name in his DM box, but I wasn't. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So Praise him. Yes. That is that is awesome. And thank you so much, John, for sharing that. That is very good advice. 
Uh, do not play Russian roulette in the DM box. No. <laughs> uh, do not be just, just cast your bread on the waters. One of these girls might respond back. No, don't. That's not Pentagon's too it. small for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people will find out real quickly. Oh, very easy. And uh, and uh, but it, it, it was just a pleasure to be able to have you guys on this uh, this podcast episode. And I believe you guys said some very uh, needed and and beneficial things to people that are listening and i i hope that uh something that they've said has sparked interest in you uh whether it is uh toward you know transitioning and leveraging your online presence to to minister to people a very powerful what they talked about and if you if you need to go back and listen to that i encourage you to do so but again, thank you, Bania family, for being on the podcast episode. And and we, we pray that God continues to bless your family and ministry and nothing but great things ahead for the Bania family. Hey, thank you for listening and tuning in today. Help me to get the word out about this content. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Pastor Rima. And why don't you go ahead and follow and subscribe these podcasts so that you can be notified when we upload fresh content. God bless you and keep it real.